0: Hi, I'm Sonia Jean Killebrew, and this is Black America and COVID, an oral history project. I started this project during Black History Month of 2022 because I wanted to provide a platform for Black Americans to share their stories about living, working, and or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. I also wanted to provide a space for people to memorialize someone who is a Black American who sadly lost their life during the COVID-19 pandemic. I was inspired by the work of Zora Neale Hurston, author and anthropologist, to record the experiences of Black Americans in their own voices. My goal is to get my recordings into museums such as the Smithsonian Museum of African American History and Culture, or the Schomburg, or the Library of Congress's Folklife Museum. I'll share a little bit about me and my family history, and then I'll speak to my guests. I'm a Black American. My dad was African American and Indigenous American. His ancestors were enslaved in Georgia. In fact, we still have our family's slave name, which is Kilbrew. My dad, Dr. Terence Kilbrew, met my mom in graduate school at the New School in New York when they were both earning their master's degrees in psychology. And I'm a fourth-generation teacher, so my mother is a retired New York City teacher. My grandmother was a teacher on the island of Jamaica for 20 years and then in New York for 20 years my great-grandmother was a teacher in jamaica up until she got married she was the daughter of an irish woman and a black man she stopped working after she got married because it wasn't considered respectable for a married woman to continue working in the late 1800s and ironically my mother began teaching long after she got married in the late 1900s so Without further ado, I'm excited to speak with my guest today.
1: My name is Kia Barbie. I am um, live in Queens, and I am from Queens, born and raised.
0: And do you identify as Black or African American, or how do you identify?
1: I kind of identify as Black, mm.
0: so. And what would you like to share about your ancestry?
1: Um, On my paternal side, I do know that my great-great-grandmother was a slave. Mm -hmm. And um, my grandmother um, heard that I think, was Native American. I'm I'm not sure what tribe or anything. So on, on both sides of my family, um, I have scenarios like that. My paternal side, great-great-grandmother was uh, uh, a full-blown tactile Indian
0: uh-huh. from that tribe. Oh, that's amazing.
1: It's pretty interesting thank you Uh, yeah that's i don't know any any other anything else about them
0: except that thank you and i'm interested to hear what you would like to share about your time living or working or going to school during the pandemic i just ask that people generally start in 2020 towards the beginning and then take us through 2021 to the present day.
1: Okay. Um, So March, 2020, I was considering um, leaving the job that I had because I was not happy with it. Um, But when the pandemic hit, I was really grateful to have that job because there were a lot of people who weren't fortunate enough to, you know, be employed or still be employed or work from home. So I was able to work from home um, from March, when when the shutdown began through the summer. So from March to August, I was working strictly from home. And then part-time from home after, going into going into 2021 March of 2021
0: What was it like so, transitioning sorry to working at home was it a hard transition or easy
1: I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was great um because I felt that I felt secure that I was, you know, still have an income and I didn't have to go out you know, and, and transport to work, um, you know, this is, you know, mind you, this was before vaccinations, you know, because vaccinations didn't come along until early 2021. So I felt safe and secure. But what started to happen is that because you are at home, um, you're easily distracted and they they give you more work. <laughs> So I had a lot more uh, work responsibilities than I would normally have if I was in person.
0: Did you find you were so working longer days, also?
1: I I felt like I did was doing more because mm-hmm. I had the luxury of some of the work was it wasn't it wasn't restricted to it. Do within a work day. So I found myself just kind of doing it whenever. And I had to really train myself to work between the hours of eight and four. Those were my work hours and, and stick to it. You know, because um, as a creative person, I'm also I'm, uh, an artist, you know, storyteller, and producer. Um, it would start into Cut into the time that I was reserved for that. I had to just be really strict with um, separating work, personal, and creative. So it wasn't all blended into the day.
0: Wow. And did you? So then you said you, in August, is that when you went back to a hybrid version?
1: Yeah, it was, it was kind of a hybrid, and initially, because uh, the, the type of work I was working, I was working with uh, individuals um, with adults with uh, intellectual disability. Mm. So, the I was like a manager for them, um, this company, and all of the employees had the option of working, going into the building to work but the population worked with, they they stick, stickly was still Zoom. So um, it was actually, during that hybrid time was lovely because it you were back in the office and it was easier to separate um, your workouts from anything else you did outside of work because you didn't have um, the population you normally do. So it was very stress-free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very stress-free. Um,
0: so. It's amazing. And during that time, were you going grocery shopping or ordering groceries?
1: No, I didn't order groceries, and mostly because I didn't trust who was delivering my food, you know, who was touching my food.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I definitely not. I, I still went out grocery shopping. Oh. I took off auction. Yeah, I still went out but a um, grocery shop. But I, I knew- tried to do it, and it was not a lot of people. Like, I wouldn't do it on the weekends. I would do it, and there would hardly be anybody in the store. So that was the thing about working from home is because I could run out real quick. <laughs> I could pretty much go whenever. Hmm. It wasn't uh, like, oh, I have to wait like I'm doing now. I pretty much do everything after... 4 p.m., but when you're working from home, you can, you know, sneak in things like going to the grocery store during uh, times where it's slower. There's not going to be a lot of individuals and grocery.
0: <laughs> I know a lot of people were wearing masks to this. Were you wearing masks or, like, gloves to go grocery shopping?
1: I did. I wore masks. And gloves. Oh, you I did. did when, yeah, during uh, yeah, in the beginning, I was wearing gloves. Yeah.
0: And then in 2021, did you continue to work a hybrid schedule?
1: I worked. Um, the hybrid came to in. I would say um, came to an end, when did it come to? Yeah, it? It actually, came to in um, in April. April of that year, that it, it was completely came you know, to an end during that time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wow. that was after the first vaccination. Once, they, once the vaccines started coming around, I think a lot of employees were requiring people to come back in person.
0: Mm. That's right, around, was it March or February of 2021? I
1: think it was remember. the. I got my first vaccination, I'm going to say either January or February of
0: 2021. Mm Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were on the fence about whether or not to take it. Like, were you excited to take it, or did you read a lot about it online before you you got it, or how did you feel about it?
1: Yeah. I was a little apprehensive. Um, I have a Older brother who was an executive. He was at the time an executive at uh, an HR at um, Spectrum Health. So he, um, I relied on his insight into which vaccine, vaccine um, was just more tested, and he said uh, Moderna. So that's the one that I chose. And thank mm-hmm. God, my job that was that's what they were offering. So. Once I know that that was the one they were offering, I decided to go ahead and take it.
0: Well, that's good to hear. You had someone in your family who's able to give you information. Uh mm-hmm. huh. And so, fast forward to through twenty twenty one, you were working in person. How did you feel about the commute? Like, did you miss working from home?
1: Um. No, I, I I I missed At that time I didn't miss it because there were some the situation I was having in my home was was becoming um just unbearable so it was good to not have to be in the house. Mm-hmm. But also I just you know I was ready to come back in, um, and um just have that separation from from home.
0: Mhm. Yeah, a lot of, I felt like a lot of people felt that way, like they needed to get out of the house to go to work and not bring work home with them. And then...
1: Yeah, well, the job that I have, I never bring work home. But, you know, it's it's, it's kind of you... You're bringing it home when you're, you're working from home.
0: Right. And... And I'm also asking people if they sadly lost someone during the pandemic, even if it wasn't to COVID, would you like to share a memory about them?
1: I did know people who passed away during that time, um, including one of my coworkers. Oh. I passed away. One of my co- uh, coworkers passed away. But the closest person to it well, not that I was closest, but someone within my family, um, they were at in the hospital or another ailment, um, and he was in the hospital for a long time, since for like February, or uh, well, basically like he went into the hospital in like April, and he never came out. Mm. Uh, he passed away November twenty twenty. I was told it wasn't COVID what it was his ailment, but I believe that that it may have heightened it.
0: Mm. Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Mm-hmm. Did they were they able to hold a funeral, or at that time were they not? Yeah,
1: that that funeral was interesting because this was you know still before the the um vaccinations so um, or at least they were still in development so they, there was a um, restriction uh, capacity restriction so they had to let people in, in clusters
0: mm.
1: the funeral and I know at the, during that time there were a lot of funerals that were being it Zoom and so was his but um, I you know as being a family member I went uh that was interesting mm. that, you know, I had to um, yeah, so go with it in clusters and, you know. Wow.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I know it's not easy to talk about, so thank you. Um. And now do you feel like now that it's June of 2022, do you feel like the pandemic is ending or are you still wearing a mask to work?
1: Uh, I still wear my mask. I I feel like we're entering a time where it just, we just have to, this is a new, this is a new flu. And I just feel like we're moving into a time where our bodies are becoming adjusted to this, um, Mm-hmm. Our bodies becoming adapted to COVID.
0: Yeah, that's what they're but saying. Still, yeah, I
1: don't yeah. think that it's going away. I don't I don't think that's going away. I just think that our bodies are, are, are building up immunity to it. Mm-hmm. It's all natural. We, you know. In addition to these boosters. I am still not hundred percent sure these boosters Work because myself, I caught COVID this past January during that Omicron surge, and I Mm -hmm. had two vaccinations and a booster, Mm. and still caught COVID. So obviously, it's booster resistant some strains of it.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of us caught COVID after. Even with the two vaccines and the booster, I did too. Yeah. How is, mine was mine? my case was kind of like a bad cold, except um, I had shortness of breath, like I couldn't really breathe. Like how? How was yours?
1: Um. Yeah, it, it felt flu-like, and mm. I had the night sweats, but uh, oh. no shortness of breath. But I had the night sweat and just uber tired. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and I was
1: sick for two days. So I would say, you know, it's like, it's kind of a catch-22. The, the boosters maybe didn't, they can't help you, they can't prevent you from getting um, sick. But I think it did um, help the recovery time because I was sick for probably like two, three days. But what... I did notice is that it 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 um activated my sinuses. So after once I started getting better, the sinuses were just really bad, and that took a week or two to to get over.
0: Oh, really? Uh uh-huh. Oh. Wow, are you feeling better now?
1: Yeah, well, so I'm talking about January. I mean, oh, yeah, um, yeah. The I mean, I just had an allergy, a sinus infection. Or, mm-hmm. but I think that COVID may have just like reactivated because I was doing really good with allergies. But after January, I just noticed that I kept getting these sinus infections.
0: Mm. And is there anything that you'd like to share about living and working during the pandemic that I didn't ask you about?
1: Um, it, uh, one thing is just taught. It just taught me to appreciate the people in your life mm. because it really was a scary time. When you, it was something new. Like I don't think you know something new that the last time they had something like this was you know, 1800s or something, Right. None, I, nobody I know was alive. And so it was like, it just was a little bit scary, um, you know, not being able to spend time with loved ones. Um, it just made you appreciate the family a little more.
0: Oh. Cause we, yeah, we were isolated from our friends like we did, you have like a quarantine crew, like a bubble of friends that you saw. Um,
1: trying to think, who did I? I you know what, my crew was uh, my brother and one of our friends. Like we just kind of we couldn't take anymore. We just congregated to
0: his house and you know, have fun. Oh, oh, that's nice. What you got to socialize? Oh. Well, thank you, Kia. I really appreciate your time. I know you have a, a busy schedule. And congratulations on your, your play production that you had recently.
1: Oh. oh, yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And I look forward to um, gathering together once I reach out to museums. And ideally, they'll I'll have an event where all the people I've interviewed, we can come together. And I, I just think it's really important that we all talk about what it was like and just so people in the future will know what it was really like for Black people during this time. But.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah that's important.
0: Thank you for listening to my conversation on this episode of Black America and COVID, an oral history project. If you enjoy the episode, then please give it five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. The more five stars the podcast has, the more visible it is, the more access I have to people who would like to share their story living, working, and or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. If you are a Black American and you would like to share your experience with me, then email me at sonykillerbrew at gmail.com. The emails in the show notes of the podcast. Or direct message me through my Instagram account, blackamericaandcovid, all one word, all lowercase. If you are a non-black American and you would like to memorialize the life of a black American sadly lost during the COVID-19 pandemic, then email me as well. This episode was written, produced, and audio engineered by me, Sonia Jean Kilbrew, podcast host and executive producer. Thanks for listening to my oral history project, Black America and COVID.